I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, it's it's honestly pretty bad. Like, it's pretty bad. How like, does this happen? Like, how, how do you... F- What's up, guys? Welcome back to Watch Time. I am Grace. I am here with my brother, business partner, Elliot, and we are here to, as always, give you your weekly download on everything happening in the gaming, internet, social world. Because we've got nothing better to do because Sydney lockdown just got extended for four weeks. Four yeah. weeks. What is that? What is that? What two months? I think that's two months in hard lockdown. What that means for me is my hair is going to get even more out of control and it's already pretty out of what control. What are you going to do? I don't know. I literally don't understand though how the government hasn't thought, hey, you know what? We've had people <laughs> in lockdown for a month and a half now. We're extending it for another month. That's almost three months total at least. Should we maybe like, I don't know, let people get their hair cut? <laughs> no. Elliot. What is it? Everyone just going to be walking around looking like Jason Momoa. Like Elliot, what's people are losing their jobs. <laughs> yes, hairdressers are losing their jobs. I'm trying to prevent that. Dude, I think the government has bigger things to worry about than your hair right now. Look, okay, I want to save the hairdressers. I like my hairdresser. I would yeah. love to allow him to put scissors in his hand and chop this mane so that I may then put money back in his pocket and stimulate this damn economy. It's definitely at that point, like four weeks in, everyone's like, oh yeah, looking a little shaggy. But like after two months of lockdown, like the guys are going to be looking, they're going to be looking full shag. Girls, great luscious locks, get it? You guys don't care because you just get- It's fine. Like my hair will grow, like it'll be fine. Yeah, no, for me, not a thing. Gravity does not support this much hair. No, maybe you should shave it. Imagine- no, that, that doesn't work. I've got a, I've got an egg head. I need, yeah. the, I need hair to balance out the head ratio yeah, yeah, that yeah, God yeah. has given me. I am trying to think how to kind of like enjoy it at this point. Yeah, yeah. Or we <laughs> could just accept that it really sucks, and we'd all rather not be in lockdown. Do you think the rest of the world, like what's happening in the US right now, though? Like, please, American people, tell us because I'm reading. It sounds like everyone's going back to masks. I don't know if they're going to be able. I, I don't know if I they think can put it's a lid on that. Kind of the like US. they did all they they vaccinated as many people who are willing to get vaccinated right now, and then they're like, I mean, like, yeah, open it up, but I don't think that it's working quite as effectively as they wanted, and case numbers going up, and they're now saying that you should probably wear masks. But the point is that they're still able to go out and like do things, which mm-hmm. I feel like keeps you relatively sane. I don't know. Whenever I see videos of any of my friends in the US, they haven't like like people are Dude, having house Vic parties or something right yeah, now. Yeah. And I'm just like, what? Are all, you on a boat? All my YouTube friends are like on boats or ha- at house parties or or just, you know what? Going outside. Yeah. Just things to be envious of. Meanwhile, I literally have I, I've streamed more in the last week or two than I have ever because I literally wake up in the morning exercise, come back, make an omelet. Then I'm like, okay, cool. What do I do now? Yeah. I, I, a, sit on the couch and watch Netflix or B, go to the office and stream. Go to the office and stream. Finish up the stream. What do I do now? Either A, sit staring at a 
wall or B, go home and watch Netflix. Well, the Olympics is on right now. Sorry, go home and watch the Olympics. <laughs> I love the Olympics. Yeah. I am absolutely one of those people that like for four years, I, I don't know anything about gymnastics. I don't know anything about kayaking mm-hmm. or badminton. But let me tell you. Just because you called weeks, it bad, badminton. Bad, badminton. I don't know how, how you said it, but was not right. But let me tell you, for the two weeks of the Olympics, every four years or every five years when there's a COVID year, I'm a pro. I'm so invested in these niche sports right now. Did you see that Simone Biles dropped out of the women's I team did. event? I did. I did. Really? Honestly. So I feel for that girl. Love, honestly, love the trend we got at the moment of, uh, of, sports people using mental health as like a valid reason to say, Hey, I need to step back from a bit because we had Naomi Osaka with uh, pulling out of some of the grand slams, which like I've now, I was thinking about it, man, like a lot of people, you know, like a lot of athletes, Mm -hmm. they've got like their big tournament that's on like once every few years. Yeah. And then, but, but with, uh, with tennis players, it's like grand slam to grand slam to yeah. grand slam to grand slam. Like that, that to does Olympics not end. To, grand slam. to Olympics yeah. back to grand slam. Like that's, that's it's intense. A hundred percent. But um, I, I mean, I think it's quite incredible in some ways to see these absolute legends of the game. Yeah. Dropping out at literally the 11th hour, citing mental health. Like I feel as though I'm, somewhat surprised, but also kind of glad we're in a space where like people can do that. And yeah. Simone, like she was in the competition and dropped out. It wasn't like she got to a week before the Olympics and was like, can't do this. Yeah. It was like, she'd done, which, she'd done the vault. Which honestly, like someone, someone was, uh, someone pointed this out to me just before. Cause I was talking about it and I was like, yeah, you know, it's good. But they, they gave me like extra understanding for like how much that is such a valid excuse in that position. Because like, have you ever tried like you're going to trampoline being like, I'm going to try doing like a backflip or I'm going to try doing like anything slightly like scary and intense. You're doing gymnastics or, or yeah. albeit any sport at the Olympics representing your entire country. And you're about to throw yourself yeah. towards this giant bouncy thing. Yeah. At which point you're going to start trying to flip your body in 18 different directions. If your mind is not 100% yes, keen, good to go. Let's do so it. So true. Holy crap. Yeah. Like. You have to be in that. I was actually saying exactly the same thing this morning. I was like, especially, I mean, I'm sure it's with any sport, but like, especially gymnastics. It's like, you are having to throw, like, hurtle your body. You have to be 100% committed. Otherwise, you're going to like, potentially physically really hurt yourself. And she did that vault and I thought she was going to cry after. I haven't seen it. I don't know if you saw her face, but she looked she she absolutely looked impacted. Like she looked like she was going to be sick or cry. She didn't look good. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's really disappointing because then I went on Twitter, like right as they announced and came up with the statement that she dropped out. And then you look on Twitter and you're like, no worry. She, no, I mean, no wonder she's battling these mental demons. And I go on Twitter and I see these guys who are probably like bloody sitting middle-aged white men sitting in their mum's basement. Cracking open a can. After ordering a pizza and sitting down to watch some Olympics being be like, like, oh, everyone called her the goat too early. <laughs> like a goat would never do that. Or like, how do you feel being the reason that your team got a silver medal instead of a gold? And I'm as just like, I ate my eighth slice of pepperoni in the last hour, I tweeted, 
man, that girl just doesn't have the mental strength that I do. Like, okay, Barry, <laughs> in the Midwest, <laughs> what have you done recently? Oh, my God. Yep, no. no. I feel for her. I really feel for her, and I'm impressed. The internet is a uh, a rough, rough place. But I feel like generally the shift is, is in the positive direction. In other news, KSI, his album hit number one in the UK. This is a pretty amazing feat, I think. KSI, I have to give him credit, like love him or hate him, and I do feel as though he's a divisive figure. He's really one of the true talent, I think, to diversify beyond YouTube. Yeah, he's done everything. And also all while keeping up with all the Sidemen stuff as well. Like Sidemen are killing it and him individually is killing it. And he's done what now? As an artist. Become a big YouTuber, reaction channel, started up a group channel with all his friends that killed it, became a boxer and now a musician. And I remember when he started doing all the music stuff, he was getting clowned on really hard. But now he's killing it. I think I I have to say he has exceeded expectations for me like 100%. Not that I was ever like the biggest KSI fan and like not going to claim that I was watching all his videos and that sort of thing, but like I, I he obviously was super successful, is super successful on YouTube exclusively as a YouTuber and then started to upload less. And I feel as though he also copped a bit of heat when he started to upload less and people were saying, oh, you got lazy, you're not a YouTuber anymore, blah, blah, mm. blah, blah. And and, you know, to be fair, he was probably at the kind of level where it was like you could afford to, like, take the pedal off the gas yeah. a little bit on YouTube and be fine. And I probably didn't give him credit for he's clearly an absolute hustler. Mm, yeah. Like, oh, my God. Clearly got insane oh, work. And he it. was going huge in crypto for a while. Like, he started up a whole separate Twitter account for his, like, crypto ramblings. So he was doing music and apparently did very well off it. He was doing music, crypto, YouTube Sideman content. Boxing. Still, I think he still keeps up with boxing. I don't really know. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like he has more hours in the day than I do. I saw him do a clip on Logan's podcast. Also interesting that he did that, but um, do a clip on Logan's podcast where they were talking about like, oh, would you fight Jake? Blah, blah, blah. And he was just like, people have got to understand that like when I'm making the commitment to do a fight, I'm not doing, this isn't my 100% thing. He's like, I'm fitting it in amongst like a lot of other stuff. Like Mm. this is just one element of my life. I'm not claiming to be a boxer. And I thought that was a really good point. It was like, I mean, I feel as though Jake has really like made the transition now. And he's like, I am a boxer. Like yeah. that is what I do. I was doing social media. I still do social media, but like I'm a boxer. Does he post any YouTube videos anymore? I literally haven't looked at Jake or Logan I Paul's channel so. I think in ages. It's always interesting, you know, yeah, he's posting, he's posting. Logan or Jake, alpha brother, which one? The alpha brother. I think Logan. Yeah. Why do you say that? Why, why I don't is that a know. Question? I just think that Logan's more like, well, just because I think they've both gone down similar paths. Mm-hmm. And the question is, scandals aside, who's done it better? Like who's, who's kind of, who's, who's done it more. Yeah. Successfully, right. I guess. And I think that if you look at it, I just think Logan and Jake, they've all kind of done the same thing. They've done, started on Vine, went to YouTube, started their YouTube channels boxing, whatever else. I just think Logan's done it a bit, (laughs) once again, scandals aside, a bit cleaner. And it looks Mm -hmm. like he's just, I think a bit more of a business put together. If I were to invest in Jake or Logan Paul, I would be investing in Logan Paul. I agree. I feel as though what is interesting though, 
is I think it's really interesting to look at creators and look at people, look at influencers that might be popping right now. And there will always be those waves, you know, of like people that are super relevant and then they come off a little bit, super relevant, come off a bit and think some people I think do have the power. They have the staying power. They have the ability where it's like, you know, they're going to still be doing something interesting in five years. And not everyone has that. Like there are creators Mm. right now that might be like super relevant or popping or they're popular on TikTok or whatever, but you're like, What's underlying that? Like, are you still going to be doing something in five years? And th- and maybe that's the X factor. Like, maybe that is what the X factor is. But I remember first seeing Jake and Logan, like, years ago now. And I just remember thinking, like, how could they possibly keep up this daily vlogging thing? Like, this is when they were peak daily vlogging. Like, yeah. million, two million view videos every single day. It was like absolutely insane. It was like, obviously they're not going to be able to keep this up forever. And I was like, I wonder what they're going to be doing like in five years. But I had this feeling. I was like, they're still going to be doing something cool. Like they're still going to be big. They're still going to be really relevant. And it was just like, they have this, I I do believe both of them, alpha or not, have this thing where it's like, they are going to get there by brute force. They're like, there is no other option. Like they're not going to let themselves become less than great. Yeah. I actually really believe that. You can just see it in them that they're like, I'm going to figure this out one way or another, whether it's boxing or YouTube or podcasting or products, whatever, they're going to be big. Yeah. They're just not going to let themselves have any other option. And like, and and as much as you can hate on them for a lot of different stuff, I think like there is a underlying level of respect I will always have there Absolutely. for maintaining that level of drive for that many years. Yes. Like, don't get me wrong. I feel like I'm relatively driven when it comes to YouTube. I think I work pretty hard and I definitely did work hard in like the growing the channel days. But man, keeping up that level that they've kind of been operating at for as many years as they have, that is tough. That is really, really hard to do like a, a, such a 24 seven aggressive, like all encompassing, put everything into it for however many five, six years. That takes a bit. The recipe is that they have found slightly different things. Like they Mm. couldn't have maintained that if they'd tried to keep daily vlogging the whole time, but it was like Logan found the podcast and the podcast is successful. Now it wasn't as successful when they first started. Like he definitely had a period where he had to stick that out. Like Jake's tried a lot of things. Like some of them have worked, some of them haven't. He's tried his like influence thing, whatever. Um, And now he's got boxing, but like maybe that's the key is that they have. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work you really really want it all to work out while you're away monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind when all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync things just flow wherever you are tap the banner to go to monday.com they've grown what they're doing as they've grown as people. I love how we we started this topic as KSI charting the charts and it's always looped back to Logan and Jake no, Paul. I think it's interesting. No, no, I it's think super interesting. Are, I think they're prime examples. And like someone left a question. I think this will be an interesting topic to do one day as like a full topic, but they left a question on one of our watch time um, tweets where they said, who do you think are the creators or the gamers that have made the industry what it is today? 
Like, who are those people that have truly moved the needle and been, yeah. like, generation-defining for what we're doing? And, yeah. I, and I think both of them, you have to give them credit. Yeah, absolutely. Like, are those are two of those people for me, yeah. for no, sure. 100%, not even a question. I think what's interesting uh, to go back to where we started and what I'm curious about with KSI is if he will find, like, which I guess he's at a point now where it doesn't really matter, but if he'll find, like, big financial success in music. Mm. Or, because I feel like most of the decisions that the Paul brothers make, whether it's boxing, don't get me wrong, and I think that was also an ego thing too, but I do think that, like, a lot of things like boxing, obviously huge paychecks, like Logan apparently made, like, between 10 and 20 million for that most recent fight. Like like very big, like paycheck driven opportunities. And even around the way they do content, they're obviously still very like big paycheck driven opportunities. Whereas I feel like growing a music career has definitely got to come from much more just like a, I want to grow a music Passion. career to be a musician because, because I Jake want to do it. Because you tried the music thing. Yeah. And, and that was one of his big things. He tried the rapping thing. And if there's one thing that like most people I think will agree about the music industry it's that, yeah, sure, you can make good money when you get all the way to the top, you know, when you're a Post Malone. Mm -hmm. But, like, I personally, like, have looked into, like, a lot of musicians and I know a lot of musicians and there's a lot of musicians that I would put on, like, the position of being, like, you are a very large, internationally rec recognized, popular person. Yeah. and they don't make as much as you think they would. Yeah. And also when you're trying to initially grow, when you're starting out as a musician, man, that thing is a money sink. Yeah. You have to put so much into promotion. You have to be paying. If you're doing what KSI is doing, you're going to big artists and you're signing big, big checks to say, hey, I want you to feature on my next album. Yeah. People aren't featuring on albums most of the time because of like, they just want to do it unless you're someone like Drake. Uh they're doing it because they're getting paid as like a co-promotional yeah. opportunity. So it's, it's a big money sink. And honestly, KSI definitely has the bankroll to run it for a while. <laughs> I think that would be an interesting segment to do though. Like yeah. who are the creators the or the gamers? The the, 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 yeah, yeah generation defining. I agree. We should do that. Tell us, tell us below as a little sneak peek, because I want to be inspired by you guys, who you think are the people that have truly like, they're not just great creators. It's like they've done something different. I want to know. All right. But big topic today that I was very keen to talk about because you guys know that I, uh, I mean, obviously it's a, a company slash two companies, depending on the way you look at it, that I uh, have had a lot of history with. And um, obviously I think the whole gaming industry has, which is Activision Blizzard was investigated for two years uh, by, by the Californian government whatever exact department it was, uh, who basically came to the conclusion that uh, Activision Blizzard was engaging in some pretty bad instances of uh, workplace sexual harassment, uh, sexual discrimination, just the kind of stuff that you really don't yeah. want to see or have happen. And um, From your they biggest are, game developer in the United States. Yeah, and they're now, uh, they're now suing them for, I'm guessing, a lot of money. Uh, but yeah, there was some pretty, really bad. I mean, I, I don't even know if you really call them accusations at this stage, because I think they were pretty uh, solidly backed up in the following days. But yeah, pe people basically saying everything from uh, like, you know, instances where 
I, I believe provably to be included in this case, there was a female employee who was consistently outperforming a male counterpart on KPIs and was consistently passed up for promotion over the male counterpart. Instances where they would do, I think they were called like cubicle crawls or something where like guys would like crawl between cubicle desks and like poke out from under them where like just super weird stuff to everything. Like, you know, the, the instances where there would be like corporate parties and there would be like execs at the parties getting wasted and like trying to like give like a girl a whole bunch of like free drink tokens to then go and hit on her and just the kind of stuff that you don't want to hear when you're a company. And I feel like uh, it was a real roller coaster over the last few days because initially this report came out. Yeah. Uh, Activision Blizzard put out a press release report thing pretty immediately after uh, saying, effectively, we're really disappointed that this uh, corrupt government agency has done a poorly researched report that doesn't uh, accurately reflect the reality. And there was one of the instances was a woman who was uh, sexually harassed on a work trip who then uh, later um, uh, committed suicide. And they said, and we can't believe they're using the tragic death of this poor woman in a completely unrelated, uh, because of completely unrelated reasons as ammunition in this case and traumatizing the family yet again. Like basically coming out, trying to make the California legislature seem like the bad guys. And literally... Everyone was like, bro, that is not what you do in this scenario. And since then, basically, they hosted like a, a call that had a whole bunch of employees on it, the um, Activision execs, and were like, you know, like it might have been happening, but we didn't know, we didn't see it. And all, and there's now been a petition of several thousand Blizzard employees uh, where they put out like a statement that's got several thousand signatures on it. Uh, basically condemning the way that they think uh, Blizzard Activision responded to the claims. And a whole bunch more things have come out. You've got current employees, ex-employees saying, yep, no, absolutely the case. This is totally happening. This is like pretty standard. Um, yeah. So This is so bad. Yeah, it's, it's honestly pretty bad. Like it's pretty bad. How like, does this happen? Like how... How do you fuck that up so much? Like, not even the initial stuff. How do you fuck up your response? I think it's probably well. I like, mean, you're a listed company. To how re- do you not know how to handle that from a PR perspective and get that so wrong? Yeah, I mean, to rewind, I think uh, in terms of how it all happened initially, I think it's you. You probably rewind and you go back to um, effectively what happened with just the way that gaming companies have existed for the last two decades. Right. Which is gaming, like, you know, you've got a lot it's of like companies. Bro culture. Yeah, literally. You've got so many, and I've, I've visited a lot of gaming offices. I've seen them, and they're really fun, great places. Unlike, you know, a lot more like more corporate office types, you know, you go into right. an accounting firm or a lawyer's office, everyone's very uptight in suits, formal. There's really good procedure. And even though I think gaming companies have slowly been transitioning that way there and, and not to say that like people working in the gaming industry aren't some of the hardest working, most talented people, but there is also, you know, kind of like a very fun culture. You know, a lot of people in that industry are really passionate about what they're doing. They're having fun. They're enjoying it. Um, and there's, because of that, 
a, a much more kind of like relaxed atmosphere in right. those offices. There's not as much strict procedure and all those other elements. So you can, I, I absolutely have no, like no struggle, no trouble at all envisioning an office space where the, you know, kind of gender ratio is probably 80% men, 20% women in a really, really casual environment where it's, uh, you know, a, a lot more like drinking involved, a lot more of a relaxed atmosphere, these kind of things happening. And even though they've been slowly kind of, you know, becoming more formal and companies have really been like becoming like a lot more professional recently in the way video game stuff is run that especially in a company like Activision Blizzard, where a lot of the employees have been there for decades. Yeah. The culture's like, entrenched. The culture, like the culture is the culture, you know, and, and, and changing that is really, really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously not only is it normally hard, but it also sounds like it's even harder when your entire exec team pretends that the issue just completely doesn't exist. I just like, I'm just frustrated because it's just like, come on. Could you play into more of a stereotype? You're a big games company creating video games in a male dominated industry and you have sexual harassment issues at your company. Like come the fuck on. Would she then come out and emphatically deny, which is just like, come on. It's 2021 and and there are people out here that are trying to like turn around that perception yeah. of the gaming industry, you know, from being this like frat boys club, male dominated, blah, 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 whatever. And it's just like bloody one step forward, 15,000 steps back when the biggest games company in the US yeah. is like, no, but we didn't know it was happening. It was like, well, it's your responsibility to find it the fuck out. Like my biggest takeaway from this whole thing though, is, is just like how, cause we've talked about this before when YouTubers get canceled and like, it's one thing when a YouTuber gets canceled and they tweet out some really crappy response right. that just doesn't hit the mark. It is truly impressive and mind-blowing to see a billion-dollar company have an even worse response. Like, they have PR teams. They have people that are paid exclusively, multiple people, to create the best public image and respond in the best possible way in a crisis situation, like this is. And they mess it up this bad. I, like uh, heads have got to roll over this. I'm sorry, but heads have got to roll. You got to fire some people. I forget who it was. One of the previous uh, big people who like founded Blizzard put out a response, and he did what the bare minimum absolutely should have been, which is basically said it doesn't matter if they weren't aware of it or they didn't see it. Like at the end of the day, you've got multiple collaborating responses, all saying that the same thing happened, all being backed up by existing current past former employees. In that case, your response cannot be, oh yeah, nah, like nothing, nah, it's all good. Like everything in this report is a lie. We admit no fault. Yeah. Like that can not, you, you would say, wow, this is truly shocking. We are also deeply disturbed by yeah. Uh, to hear about what's How happened. How not learnt? Like, We're I hate to say it. Yeah, I hate to say it, but, like, you're not the first company no. to go through this. Like, you've, you're able to learn from a few other people's PR responses and you still manage to fuck it up 
that much. It's actually it's crazy. It's disappointing. Yeah. It's disappointing for the whole industry. Like if you care about games, you should be frustrated from, yeah. about this. It is genuinely crazy. Like this is an industry that is that is legitimate and still misunderstood and is in the process of being further legitimized, which is a great thing. Yeah. Gaming is coming a long way. There are people talking about gaming now that have never spoken about gaming before yeah. this year or the year before. You just, it's just such a negative contribution to the conversation. Doesn't help at all. But honestly, I'm very interested to see where it goes. I think uh, the conversation has now shifted a lot. Uh, Blizzard Activision, shockingly, after incredible outcry from both their existing former and public, just generally. Actually uh, stunning. Have now been like, oh, crap. Just emphatically denying that uh, there was ever any issue is probably not the best way to go about this. And they're now revisiting it. Um, so it's going to oh, be- Oh, they're revisiting it. Yeah. Well, oh. as in they've now they've now put out a statement that is a bit more uh, accepting sorry, of like, blame. He, he, surely heads have got to roll over that Oh, 100%. I think, I think, well- That is just, it is just so inappropriate. And also hopefully over uh, what, what has apparently transpired. Very interesting, very- uh, very keen to see where it goes, but stay tuned because if there's any updates on it, which I'm sure there will be because uh, obviously this is now a very public case, uh, we'll definitely be here talking about the fallout and keeping you guys in the loop. All right, guys. Thank you so much for watching this week's episode of Watch Time. We will see you next week. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.